And welcome to another edition of Liberation Station. I'm your host, Chris Steiner, and we have our guest, Steve, in the studio today. Say hi, Steve. Hello, how are you guys doing? Great. Great. And uh, we also have Joshua Parrish of We Are Change Florida, the uh, director of We Are Change Florida on the line. Is Joshua on the line? Yes, sir. How are you doing, Chris? Great, Joshua. Thanks for joining us. How are you? Uh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Wonderful. Yeah, I just got to meet you today down at, uh, Hi, how are you? at uh, Gaslight Park in Tampa on, on uh, Franklin Street and uh, got to witness a great speech by Dr. Bob Bowman, who uh, wanted to talk a little bit about him as well. But uh, can you tell us a little bit about uh, We Are Change Florida and uh, the objectives that... Um, that uh, you achieve and uh, some of the uh, activism that you participate in. I'm sorry, can I have you repeat that one more time, Chris? We are actually driving in the rain. So if you could repeat that one more time, I do apologize. Oh, no problem. I can read you just fine. Um, I'm just... Yeah, yeah, I know it's rainy out there this week. Um, wanted to... <laughs> Wanted to um, ask you just basically about We Are Change and uh, what is WeAreChange.org and uh, We Are Change Florida. Uh, yeah, pretty much We Are Change Florida is a uh, nonpartisan grassroots government media watchdog group. It was uh, founded by Luke Radowski in uh, New York. And uh, one of the main objectives of this group is to demand justice for the crimes of 9-11 and to ultimately get a new independent investigation. Uh, many, many victims' family members have been lobbying Congress uh, for quite some time now to get a true uh, independent investigation because the, uh, the whitewash that we were given with the 9-11 Commission report is full of holes. And that's, that's just one of our objectives as we get involved with uh, just exposing corruption in both political parties. There's corruption in both political parties? Wow. Yes, yes indeed. Both political parties. Uh, I know that's probably staggering news to hear if you were a Democrat, because I'm sure you, you would think that it is all the Republicans. And for Republicans, many of them believe that it is all Democrats. But uh, that's what we are changed, and many other grassroots organizations are about, is uh, shattering the false left-right paradigm and uh, informing the populace to let them know that uh, we've all been swindled into this illusion of democracy and choice, when in reality, what we are suffering from is a two-party dictatorship, a bipartisan assault on freedom and the Constitution. So they're basically tag-teaming us and and uh, pretending like they're um, you know good cop, bad cop, when it's actually the same good cop and bad cop tag-teaming us is is, uh, is what I come to understand. But um, what about uh, Bob Bauman's, Dr. Bauman's speech, uh, Bo- pardon me, Dr. Bob Bowman's speech today, uh, who is the head of uh, what was known as uh, Star Wars, what became to be known as Star Wars later under Reagan, but uh, was secretly being pursued under uh, Carter and Ford. Um, can you tell us a little bit about, um, and, and by the way, uh, we'll have Dr. Bowman on the air, on the air next week, and uh, he's brought up a lot of the same points you have that... We need to have accountability, and there needs to be somebody to bring to justice. So we need to have someone to to blame in order to make sure this doesn't uh, isn't a recurring pattern. Now, um, how were you impressed by uh, Dr. Bowman's speech today? Oh, I was absolutely impressed, and I want to say it was an honor to to share the stage with great patriots like uh, Sergeant Michael May, uh, who led the Oath Keepers, uh, reaffirming our constitutional oath, and Lieutenant Colonel Bob Bowman. And uh, 
I thoroughly enjoyed his speech. I thought it hit home, and I think that everyone there uh, could could not agree more with this, this, that statement. Uh, uh, he's a real American patriot, and I want to encourage any of your listeners to check out www.thepatriots.us and get involved with his organization because we need uh, to see leaders in government who represent the people, who stand with the Constitution and with the American people, and who are not uh, merely puppets for corporate interests. Yeah, and Dr. Bauman, Bauman certainly fits that description because uh, I was very impressed by the fact that I, he, he basically held back the crazies uh, as they became known under the uh, Reagan and, and uh, administration and following administrations as they tried to finally gain power under the Bush Jr. administration. But these crazies, uh, I, I feel like he's, uh, you know, of course, the neocons I'm referring to, he's, he's protected us. He's protected me as a, as a young child, I feel, by keeping some of these um, weapons platforms uh, that were being pursued under Star Wars and the militarization of space um, out of the hands of the crazies. And uh, he says uh, from my conversation with him today that as far as he knows, he, he doesn't see that they've been able to achieve their um, weapons objectives, uh, and, and which really has kind of surprised me because I was... I was expecting, and we'll talk more about him next week, about this with him next week. But I was really expecting him to say that, well, they've had their way because I've, I see all these uh, aggressive stances that they've been taking, and it seems, and it and it seems that uh, that they have that they're holding a lot more cards than they're letting on. Uh, Josh, can you hear me very well? Are you with me, Josh? I think we're losing Josh. Yes, I Josh. There goes Josh Parrish. He'll probably call right back in. Yeah, he's on the phone right now. Yes, that's uh, Joshua Parrish with WeAreChange.org, and uh, we'll continue with the show talking about other issues. Uh, but uh, for, to talk about the event that happened today in Gaslight Park, it was very exciting to me because Dr. Bowman um, would say things such as these these crazies the. Uh, Oh, and we have Josh back on the line. Josh, are you there? Yeah, I'm back. I apologize again, Chris. Uh, Not a problem. I don't know if it's the weather, this rain, or what, but uh, yeah, it was a real privilege to get to hear uh, Dr. Bowman speak. I've heard him speak on several and uh, different events, and he always does a great job. And I think it's really important uh, that he's coming out and getting behind an organization like Oath Keepers, and uh, people need to understand the importance of these type of organizations, you know, yeah, veterans, so, you know, these, these uh, organizations of our veterans, Veterans for Peace, Oath Keepers, a lot of these organizations are great uh, people to affiliate yourself with. Yes, and, uh, and what are Oath Keepers? Uh, who, who is Oath, Oath Keepers? Oath Keepers is a organization comprised of active duty and ex-military and law enforcement, and what they are simply doing is publicly reaffirming their constitutional oath and uh, swearing, you know, that they, what they have is 10, o- ten uh, orders that they will not follow because as we've seen in a lot of the new legislation introduced and throughout his, you know, historical precedent of tyrannical governments of the past, different uh, orders have been, you know, issued 
and it's important that our military refuse to carry out these orders. We know we know that in the Nuremberg trials that uh, many soldiers hung because they couldn't. The, the excuse of well, I was just following orders didn't fly, and we're just it's a growing a growing grassroots movement for military and law enforcement to reaffirm the Constitution, submerge themselves in the spirit of freedom of liberty and resistance to tyranny and to really stand with the American people because we're seeing now in a lot of uh, federal documents being released leaked from the Department of Homeland Security that much of the, uh, the whole Homeland Security apparatus was in fact set up for dissidents, uh, political yes. adversaries to a criminal government. You mean and, us? Uh, Are you talking a lot about of stuff has actually come out targeting veterans, returning veterans from Iraq, gun owners, third-party political supporters, and stuff like that? I'm sure you're familiar with all that, though. Oh yes, we we talked about that last week on the show, and uh, yeah, it makes me feel so much safer to have an organization like Oath Keepers out there who are reminding law enforcement and actually at least making them think about their their oath of office and the fact that we'll resist uh, if they do not uh, if they do not observe that we'll we'll try we'll still try to reserve and exercise our own rights but um no you uh the website for oath keepers uh would be you know, for our audience to check out that would be www.oath-keepers.blogspot.com that's oath-keepers.blogspot.com and you can read all about uh, what they're up to and uh, the news that uh, interests them that they sp- pay special inter- attention to. Um, but yes, the, these Department of Homeland Security edicts are, are so frightening. They're, the Nuremberg pr- Principle, uh, it, they just go far beyond what any tyrannical regime has ever said in the past in writing for distribution among its own uh, officials or authorities, such as uh, you, you know about the... You know about the um, the order that was just leaked. It came out on the uh, Alex Jones site to uh, require all military to report all of their personal weapons by November. Now, were you aware aware of that? Uh, you, I was. Okay, you were kind of breaking up there slowly, but if you were referring to the article covered on uh, the Infowars Network, referring to veterans having to uh, register their weapons, is that what you're talking about? Right. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, completely, completely unconstitutional. And we're seeing more and more and more and more and more of these unconstitutional laws and new regulations being enforced. And, you know, it's only going to continue to get worse unless the American people draw a line in the sand and stand up for what's right. And the, the, the key to that is knowing your rights, knowing the Constitution, knowing that in fact the government is needs is a servant of the people. We really hold the power. We are the ruling authority in government, the American people and the Constitution. And uh, we need to do our part. We have a duty and a responsibility to be a conduit of this information and make sure that all of our friends, our family, our coworkers understand the threat of tyranny when a government, you know, the threat of tyranny in our government specifically. And I'd like to hear from any of uh, your friends or family or co-workers, anybody in our community who has an interest, I'd like to hear what you have to say. The local call-in number here in Pinellas County is 727-441-3000, 727-441-3000, and toll-free 1-866-826-1340. 
That's 866-10-1340. And the Alltel free call line is star 1340. But uh, well, as you were saying, the, these, um, these edicts that have been issued, they, they, like I said, they go far beyond what any, any uh, dictator has issued in the past. But do you really think that they have the uh, resources to come after all of us? Uh, or are they just trying to scare us with, uh, with um, you know, veiled threats, one might say? What do you think? Well, you know, it's funny that you say that because uh, in one of uh, Lieutenant Colonel Bowman's speeches, he did allude to the... Uh, building of all these uh, concentration camps in our country, and I was actually able to speak with him in private uh, about some of these issues, and he did confirm that he has, in fact, seen these concentration camps, and we, we there are confirmed uh, black water barracks and bases sprouting up all across the nation as well, and we all know the long, the, the history of uh, just the, the crimes of Blackwater. Okay, well, uh, I'm ready to uh, So that's an, that's an issue mm-hmm. that we always need to concern ourselves with. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, I'm getting a little background noise. Is there any way you could uh, tune that down a little bit? That's that's uh, a lot better. I appreciate that. Yeah. And um and the, these these edicts that are being issued that just take the the president or the the office of the president just decides to uh, claim all these powers for himself and and Obama said before the during the election if you remember he said that he was going to look at all these extraordinary powers granted to the president he wasn't very specific but he said he would look at them and uh, apparently he has not yet. Now we have Cheney coming out and uh, trying to fault Obama for not protecting this country and, and not keeping us safe uh, as a result of not uh, taking advantage of all these extraordinary powers. All he's doing is giving political cover to Obama when he, there really isn't any difference in their policy. Um, do we have a call? Uh, I think, Joshua, we have a call on the line. Caller, or what's your I'm first Mike. name? I'm Michael. Hi, uh, good evening, thanks. I think you're making some wonderful points in your discussion. Uh, it's interesting that you point out that the uh, politicians uh, do take great joy in poking fun at each other and calling each other inadequate. Uh, I, I have to uh, echo some sentiments that uh, I think it's time the American people uh, do draw that line in the sand and realize what rights they do still have left and uh, decide whether or not they're willing to stand up to keep those rights. Yeah, yeah. Uh- yeah, that, yeah, we do need to. Uh, we need, do need to actually know our rights, know what they actually are, in order to be able to exercise them. If you don't know your rights, you don't have any. And I'll tell you one thing: is that uh, uh, just to reinforce your point, is that if you uh, if you give uh, somebody in government a hard time who's trying to steal from you or or uh, imprison you falsely, you're going to get a lot further if you challenge them, and then if if you challenge them with a law, especially, than if you don't. But, uh, Michael, did you have any other points that you wanted to make? Uh, yes, sir. I think you're absolutely correct that uh, we have to make it clear to our local politicians right off the bat that we understand the situation, we understand our rights as citizens, and we understand their roles as our elected representatives, that their, their mission, their job is to represent us, their constituents, and our interests, our families, and that it's time that they put their corporate ties aside, their $100 breakfast and their $10,000 plate luncheons, and get back to their job of representing their constituents, which is all of us. I thank you for your time, sir. And their parties. Well, I appreciate it, Michael. Josh, do you have anything to say? Uh, no, I want to say it's a spectacular uh, you know, and we need to have more Americans with this attitude of uh, defiance and resistance. 
Uh, and that's exactly what it's going to take because right now we live in a society of sheep. And if we could just have leaders in every community step forward and really pave the way for a grassroots renaissance, a legitimate revolution, uh, I think it would be I think it would be an easy task if we could really get the manpower and the people to come forward and as leaders. The tipping point—that's is that what you're referring to? The point at which yeah. uh, everybody is is on board enough to where it's obvious that that uh, votes can't be stolen and polls can't be rigged and. And, uh, you know, if they try, they just are discrediting themselves or continually. Um, and I, I wanted to talk to you some more about this, uh, this order that we just talked about. The, uh, the uh, article on PrisonPlanet.com is military personnel ordered to comply with illegal private gun registration. Uh, I'd like to talk about that in a minute. But I think uh, first I'd like to um, ask you, did you, are you aware how... Um, Janine Garofalo uh, went on uh, Keith Olbermann and uh, basically slammed the tea parties as uh, being completely racist in her eyes. Did you hear about that? Uh, I actually know that's the first I have heard about that. I have heard uh, many accusations of all the tea parties being right-wing anti-Obama rallies. I I wasn't aware of Miss Janine Garofalo's statement. Yeah, she went on on Keith Oberman, and um, and the reason I asked this uh, first is, uh, can you can you confirm that wasn't it We Are Change that began the Tea Party that uh, originated initiated the idea, and then uh, weren't they the ones who um, uh, joined with a campaign for liberty, or how did that work out initially before the uh, Tea Parties were were co opted and Absolutely. and hijacked? Um, that's a great question. I'm glad you brought that up. The Tea Parties. You know, actually began with these We Are Change group, these 9-11 truth groups, and uh, Lieutenant Colonel Bob Bowman actually has spoken at several of these large-scale tea parties where they dressed in actual uh, colonial attire and got copies, large copies of the 9-11 Commission and threw them into the river in protest of the, the fallacy of the 9-11 Commission report. And that was, you know, those were very successful events. And then we saw the Ron Paul movement, the, the real liberty movements, having tea parties and, and uh, growing communities of liberty and of freedom. And this was actually becoming a thorn in the side to our control, you know, our establishment, our controllers. And uh, that's why I believe now we're seeing this establishment tea party. A lot of the people who, you know, before would just dismiss any type of a form of protest as unpatriotic. You know, dissent. How dare you dissent to your masters? That whole attitude. Now, right. magically, talking points on off. You know, your Fox News people. Oh, we need to stand up and fight tyranny. Da 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 da. But then when you see it on the news. It's always spun, you know, by CNN and somewhat by Fox to turn it into a left-right issue. And that's what uh, our group is specifically, we have tried to go to all of these tea parties and have a strong presence and make sure that we send a clear message to the media who are there to cover it that there's a large number of people at these tea parties who are not anti-Obama. We are anti-establishment. No, no, no it's not a large, it's, it's the overwhelming majority. And if there are any racists, they're not even worth mentioning. Absolutely. If, if there are any signs, well, where are they? I would like to see some. I, I know that they do exist, but they're not the original intent. And, and if they're not, if they're going to call an activist a racist right. and a terrorist... Well, who's doing the finger pointing? And uh, like you mentioned, Fox and CNN and people like Bill O'Reilly who say uh, 9-11 activist Kevin Barrett, uh, if he ever tried 
uh, coming out with the proof of the uh, conspiracy on 9-11, uh, the scientific proof that, well, he would be found floating up his, uh, if he ever, Bill O'Reilly said that if Kevin Barrett ever tried such a thing at his alma mater, he would be found floating up the St. Charles River. That's Bill O'Reilly, his mob mentality for you. But the 9-11 Commission, I mean, it, it is a total farce that they said that Saddam was connected to al-Qaeda. The, um, the 9-11 Commission omissions, uh, report, omissions and distortions by uh, David Ray Griffin. David Ray Griffin is an excellent author to check out. And, uh, and they also said in the 9-11 Commission report that... Um, Oh, I think we lost our call. <laughs> Pardon me. Well, we'll continue with that thought. I'm sure that, that Joshua is aware of this point, that uh, the 9-11 Commission report did not even mention. Uh, Joshua, are you there with us? Yes, sir, I'm back. I apologize again. That's no problem. It's technology. <laughs> the electrons weren't flowing the right way this time. And uh, the Building 7 was not even mentioned in the 9-11 Commission report. Building 7, for most of you who, uh, or some of you who aren't aware, is the building uh, in the World Trade Center complex that was the furthest from Buildings 1 and 2, which, struck, were, which were struck by planes and fell. Building 7 fell hours later in the, uh, I believe, 4 o'clock hour of the afternoon. And uh, it came down in a perfect controlled demolition style, pancaking at free fall or near free fall speed. There have been traces of sulfidized uh, thermite, uh, traces of uh, demolition material. Uh, Stephen Jones has covered this. So the 9/11 Commission report had it was a whitewash. It had no interest in, in finding the truth. And and uh, just this past week, we have uh, Lee Hamilton, who was. Um, a chairman of the uh, a chairman on the 9/11 Commission coming out, and since you mentioned Rob Paul in the same breath uh, that we're talking about 9/11, well, Lee Hamilton came out and he said that Ron Paul does not run this party, and other people replied, yes, he does, <laughs> but uh, it just goes to show you that he's either in uh, in denial, or he he really does know that the drum he beats is is broken beyond repair because the Republican Party. He's saying in that same speech where he slams Ron Paul, he says, uh, the 11th commandment is thou shalt not speak badly of a fellow Republican. So it just shows that uh, they are not the grassroots and, and uh, who really is. Um, now, uh, when, when it comes to uh, your organization and the allegation of racism, Cynthia McKinney, as you're well aware, is on YouTube backing up uh, We Are Change. And, uh, and she's also very vocal against the uh, slave trade, uh, specifically the, the whites, especially the white slave trade in Europe, that uh, DynCorp and Halliburton we are contracting with uh, are carrying out. So, uh, you know, how would you answer somebody who, who would tell you, who would ask you, well, you know, you want lawful money, and yet uh, these guys on TV are calling you racist. How, how can you confront uh, an allegation such as that? I think simply to go back to uh, Cynthia McKinney is a, is a great way to combat that. And also, you know, there are so many great, great people involved in this movement. You have KRS-One, you have Immortal Technique. A lot of people who are big names in the hip-hop industry who are icons, who are very, very outspoken about the criminal elements in both parties of the government, the 9-11 cover-up, the criminal Federal Reserve, the influence of the United Nations, the World Trade Organization, uh, and, and, you know, MS, and 
a lot of these uh, globalist organizations. And to simply dismiss this as some type of racist thing uh, that's petty, that's talking points coming from headquarters. Uh, and I think, you know, and we, we, we hear that often because we've handed out probably in the last, since, since Alex Jones released the film The Obama Deception, free on Google Video and YouTube, uh, we've given out probably 4,000 copies. We've really saturated the public in Orlando. Thank you. I appreciate that because yeah. it's so full of information, that documentary, The Obama Deception. And it does not talk about the red herring, tar baby issues, the honeypot issues that just get you all stuck up and like uh, his birth certificate, which may be valid issues. I'm not concerned with that because there's so many other issues such as uh, him supporting the bankers and and there's a lot of material in that in that documentary uh that that uh hopefully will be included in the next version that uh, alex jones is going to be releasing i think he said in early july but uh some information um on politifact.com is very revealing about obama's campaign promises uh, some of which i am glad he has not fulfilled because it just shows his uh tendency towards the bankers such as uh, automatic enrollment in a 401k or IRA if your employer al- or offers that. Uh, his justification is that it would increase enrollment in 401k and IRA and, and uh, that's basically just like Bush Jr.'s idea of automatically um, making you invest your social security money in mutual funds. It's all about getting all your money into the open air casino known as the stock market. And uh, which is a, a false barometer of our economy, but if people pay attention to that, they'll think their the economy's doing well. But the the uh, idea that somebody who would want to gain full value for their labor would make them a racist. You you just want to have a lawful money system, as do I, uh, a, a money system that's based on uh, something of value, such as gold or silver coin, which was the case up until. 1913 and 1933 ultimately when all the gold was recalled uh, 1913 it was beginning to be phased out and uh, we lost Joshua again I'm getting a little too long winded I think he got tired <laughs> no, no he wouldn't do that to me he'll call right back in. but he knows this story is in that uh, Roosevelt recalled all the gold and silver um, and uh, put a $10,000 penalty or up to a, a one-year penalty if you did not turn in your gold and silver coin. But, uh, you know, the idea that that uh, we're racist because we, we want to get full value for our money, I, I answer that and I say, no, we could screen more people to immigrate into this country where I'm certainly not anti-immigration. I'd love to have more immigrants. I'd love to have more family-oriented um Civilization, uh, civilization, uh, showing of civilizations in this country from uh, the family of nations. And we could have more. Wouldn't you agree we could have more immigrants if we had a lawful money system where we gained full value for our labor? Absolutely. If we were able to get to a legitimate, sound monetary system, that would eliminate so many of the issues that we are plagued with in this nation. But going back to Barack Obama, I think it's important for listeners to understand the beauty of the film, The Obama Deception by Alex Jones, is that, like you said, it's not this, uh, oh, is he a Muslim? You know, was he born in Kenya? It attacks Obama from the left. It exposes that all the promises that he made to bring our troops back, you know, to uh, bring us back to a constitutional government, 
Uh, it's just all it's all fabrication. He's completely pulled a 180 on everything that he promised. He has filled his administration with lobbyists and Bilderberg and Council on Foreign Relations and Trilateral Commission members. And it's just, and I, and to my friends who are, are Obama supporters, I always ask them, what do you think about Bush's third term? Are you enjoying Bush's third term? Because as, Bush far, as, I'm, as far as I'm concerned, this is just a third term for Bush with exactly. a fresh face. It's Bush light, and I just say, well, McCain ought to sue Obama for trademark infringement now that he's being called Bush light because that's what Cheney used to be. I mean, that's what McCain used to be called. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, it's, it's very difficult sometimes, and, and I understand what you mean, because the media is covering for Obama just as much, if not more, than they did for the last president and the president before. And, Absolutely. And, uh, and yes, he's, you know, the lobbyist you mentioned, uh, William J. Lynn, former uh, lobbyist for Raytheon for six years, and uh, other uh, war profiteers, uh, also known as defense contractors, and, uh, you know, his, his whole cabinet is full of lobbyists. He said, and this is covered on PolitiFact uh, in an excellent article on uh, his campaign promises, which have been fulfilled or broken or, or whatnot. And, uh, and, and he actually signed an executive order. This is the PSYOP he pulls. He, 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 he says during the campaign that he will not allow any lobbyists into his campaign or into his White House. And then he, order, he, he uh, has no one but lobbyists in his cabinet. And then he signs an executive order saying that, well, uh, we can have lobbyists if I sign a waiver for them, or I might not sign a waiver if, if they just uh, go on the honor system and recuse themselves from any, any uh, military procurements that they might have a conflict of interest in. And so, you know, he issues a statement uh, through the White House press secretary saying that he doesn't think that this uh, inhibits their... Uh, ability to do their job and it doesn't tie their hands the fact that they have so many conflicts of interest the waivers and the recusals that we assume are are uh, you know the forthcoming uh, and uh, and also the uh, oh I forgot to mention that he also promised to uh, investigate or or uh, encourage an, an investigation into the conflict of interest between the investment bankers and uh, and rating agencies such as AIG, which who overrated these toxic assets and insured these toxic assets, and yet we don't have any any regulations. Obama, this campaign promise shows that Obama and you and I agree that toxic assets fabricated by these banks are the problem and yet he does nothing to address it and does nothing to speak out against it he knows it's that we are continuing to hemorrhage from uh these you know a thousand cuts exactly yeah. exactly and he knows that he can do this and simply get away with it because the mainstream media is complicit in our rogue government they play such a huge role and uh, keeping the population uh, kind of out of the loop in the real information. You're not, they're not going to be discussing these issues on Fox News and on CNN. I actually, I tuned into Fox News this morning to try to get an update. I said, let me see what's going on in the local world of propaganda. Let's see if any new bills are being discussed. And they were talking about uh, the newest reality show that's out. I'm not even sure which. Some reality show. So I flash it over to CNN to see what the liberal propaganda is. And they're talking about a different reality show. 
mainstream media has become more nothing more than just a public uh, circus and entertainment uh, enterprise. Well, it's unreal because they don't want to, uh, they want to draw us away from our own reality and if they can uh, make us feel like our own reality is is less meaningless than the one on TV, well, people actually begin to shape their lives around these false realities that they see on TV. Um, And and for anybody who uh, is interested in expressing your views on on this or uh, related topics related to 9-11 or the police state or torture, uh, the wars, actually they're not wars as declared, they're police actions, you can call in here. Uh, The local Pinellas number is 727-441-3000. And I'd like to know what you think. Call in at 1-866-826-1340. And the all-tell free call is star-1340. Joshua, are you uh, fading out on me? Yeah, Joshua might have to call back in one more time. Yeah, I really wanted to talk about this thing with him, and hopefully he'll call back in this issue with uh, the military, and uh, we'll cover this in a moment here. The military being issued orders. Um, this is from uh, this is leaked from a, a soldier in, in uh, Fort Campbell, uh, the document where the uh, the military are being ordered to register their guns by serial number and uh, list the location of of where their their personal firearms are being kept. Now, Joshua, are you back on the line with us? Yeah, I'm back on the line, Chris. I apologize right. again, my friend. Oh, it's not your fault. It's just telecom companies wiretapping uh-huh. us. And if they're doing that, what else might they be doing? <laughs> I think we may have a call coming in in just a moment here. Uh, before okay. we move on to the next topic, we'll find that out. And uh, we'll, and then we'll get into the uh, military, as I was saying, being the military personnel being ordered illegally to comply with uh, private gun registration. Do we uh, do we have a call on the line? Is Zolt from St. Pete? Hey, how you doing? Hey, I was there this afternoon. It was great to see everybody. Good. And yeah, good to see I you too, Zolt. Hey. I had a question for Josh, um, the uh, We Are Change organizer in Orlando. I wanted to uh, get his um, comments on uh, the state sovereignty movement nationwide and specifically in Florida. Good question. About the state sovereignty movement and home rule, what kind of validity does that have? Oh, I don't think we have Joshua. We'll have to ask him that question when he gets back on the line again. Okay, sounds sounds great. I apologize that. Well, Vizal, you can hang on the line, and uh, you know you can ask him a follow up question after that or two. Okay, yes, sir. Thank you. Okay. I'm sorry. Hey, for... Zolt, Zolt, great question. Can you guys hear me? Yes, yes sir. Yeah, uh, yeah. With the uh, tenth, the Tenth Amendment movement is very important. I think that is critical. I think that. Uh, we should be just as uh, aggressive with the Tenth Amendment as we are with getting uh, the H.R. 1207 audit the Federal Reserve Bill uh, enacted. And uh, I've actually worked, been working closely the last little bit with uh, Dean Taffel. He is a chair for the Tenth Amendment Coalition of Florida. And uh, unfortunately, because of the timing, if we would like to get any type of uh, bills or legislation introduced, it's going to have to be the next session. But what that means is we have a pretty good-sized window of opportunity to gather petitions. And uh, right now there is a petition available 
the with the language, and you can visit www.billofrightsday.org. Uh, you can download the PDF. I'm sorry, uh, what was that? Bill Bill of Rights. www.billofrightsday.org. Okay, billofrightsday.org. Billofrightsday.org. Uh, and you can actually download the PDF of the petition for a Tenth Amendment resolution in the state of Florida. And what we can try to do is if anybody who's listening to this who is an organizer, start making that part of your agenda when you go out to different events or you do, you have get-togethers, have these signatures get signed, because if we can get lots of those and we can put pressure on our uh, state legislature to pass this, then what we can do is really uh, say, you know, according to the Tenth Amendment of the Constitution, which let me whip out my little uh, terrorist handbook out of my pocket real quick, and I'll read that for you. Well, for for the general listening audience, I think uh, you're referring to what uh, the Department of Homeland Security considers to be a terrorist, who are... Oh, I'm sorry, yes, I'm sorry, I didn't clear that up. Yeah, according to uh, one of the recent uh, leaked uh, documents from uh, the Department of Homeland Security and MIAC, uh, pocket constitutions are terrorist paraphernalia. But uh, the Tenth Amendment states the powers not go the powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution nor prohibited by it to the states are reserved to the states respectively or to the people. And while we're seeing this uh, this Tenth Amendment movement sweeping the nation, I believe I don't want to misquote my misquote myself on this, but I believe there are now over thirty states who have at least introduced this legislation to their house. Yeah, and I think there are, um, oh gosh, I think 35. I'll have to look that up for 35, you. 35, yeah, yeah. I know it was in the 30s. But, uh, you know, and if, I think we're seeing a lot of activity in Florida within these different patriot movements, uh, the anti-federal reserve movement. And we really do need to focus on this Tenth Amendment bill and getting one of these introduced because we can say, you know, if, if it comes to the point where grotesquely unconstitutional, tyrannical laws are passed down from the federal government, the state government can say, well, I'm sorry, we're not going to enforce that law in the state of Florida. Guns will not be confiscated in the state of Florida. You know, that's one example. That's usually the biggest example that I go with when I'm discussing with people. But it's just a way for us to, it's one more way for checks and balances and uh, combating an out-of-control federal government. So for those of you who are listening who have not heard anything about it, please research and find out what's going on with the Tenth Amendment movement. Great question, Zolt. Great question. Uh, um, there, there was one. There was one. Uh, uh, Florida. There was a uh, state sovereignty uh, petition online. I forget the name. I'm not at my computer right now. But there's a uh, um, a website for state sovereignty, and you can click on your state. I clicked on Florida, and last time I looked, there was uh, over 1,600 uh, um, signers online. Are you That's aware great. of that site? That's great. And what's, what site was that, Zolt? I don't, I don't know it, but I can send it to you next time I'm at my computer. Okay, but, we'll cover um, that. Yeah, th- there are so many states that have uh, got on, gotten on board because right. um, they're rallying around. The, you know, they're seeing that, uh, well, we could make a lot more money if we just kept it to ourselves. And, and, uh, and it's, not, it's another example of a huge story that's not being covered on the media. Uh, they'll, they might cover it only if they're forced to, but right. And it's also important to note that out of, of these 35 states, this is not a 
a red state, blue state issue or a northern state, southern state. This is all this is all over the nation. This is liberal states, conservative states, blue states, red states. It's just people in general, people like you and I, who are sick and tired of being slaves to a federal government that's out of control. We just want the power back to the people. We want the Constitution to be respected and stop being used as a toilet tissue by our leaders. It seems like the Oath Keepers movement and the state sovereignty movement are two um, two pillars that can that, uh, can work in tandem uh, to regain our um, sovereignty back, and uh, that's where the rubber will meet the road as far as uh, gaining our sovereignty back, it seems to me. Yeah, it's the Federal Reserve. If the Federal Reserve wasn't around, we couldn't have this abusive uh, power by the uh, federal government. Uh, which takes over the state's rights. So all these movements are coming out just because of the federal government's uh, misuse of a currency uh, that's not based on a, a gold standard. Yeah, you know, it's it's evidence of debt, and they, they think that they own us because they actually own the money, the notes, which are, you know, under by definition is evidence of debt. A note or a bill is evidence of debt. So these Federal Reserve notes, Federal Reserve being a privately held company, I'm going to sign off, and it was great talking to you. And thank you, uh, Josh, from We Are Change Orlando. Right. Thank you, Zol. That was a great question. Thanks, Zol. Yes, Call in again anytime. See you soon. Bye-bye. Take great care. Yes, and the Federal Reserve, as I was saying, is privately held, so that's why they think that they own us, but the states are starting to figure that out, luckily. And uh, and getting back a little bit of their home rule. Um, and But uh, that, that also ties in with the Department of Homeland Security uh, uh, leak that, uh, by the way, do we have Joshua on the line? Oh, yes, sir. Oh, great. You have a great connection there. And yeah, yeah. Now that we're actually uh, stopped, and this probably sounds a lot better, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, in a talk, it mentions people who are interested in, in um, home rule. It mentions people, I don't know if they use the word home rule by, by a name. I'm trying to do a search here well, as I speak. But it mentions people who are for state sovereignty. And, of course, the alternative media as potential uh, terrorists. And I, I mentioned that I covered the story last, last week where, um, you know, this Department of Homeland Security, uh, oh, gosh, what's it called? The Domestic Extremism Lexicon. Lexicon, yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they me- they mention, um, let me just uh, pull it up in just a moment here. The computer is going a little slow here, but um, I'm just going to have to read this one part because it just bears repeating. And then we'll go on to the military being asked to register their weapons illegally. Of course, there's no constitutional basis on which they could do that. But uh, let's see, alternative media. A new Homeland Security document that received little attention during last week's swine flu coverage shockingly lists the alternative media, quote-unquote, with other radical extremist groups and implies that people who disagree with the mass media's version of events are potential terrorists. And uh, and, and now about this um, this memo that, that uh, Alex Jones on, on the PrisonPlanet.com uh, was just leaked to him and uh, was revealed, I think it was two days ago, Mm-hmm. And it's uh, the title of this article is uh, you can just do a Google and this will, or a web search through a, even a private search engine like a Ixquick, I-X-Q-U-I-C-K dot com, anonymous search engine that does not report your searches to the government or to telecom companies. And um, Ixquick or Google or whatever web search, just do a search for military personnel ordered to comply with the legal private gun registration 
And uh, I'm just going to read a little bit of this. Infantrymen based at Fort Campbell leaks shocking directive ordering soldiers to submit information on registration, location of weapons, as well as concealed carry permits. Order was stopped, according to base officials. Of course, when this was leaked and they were confronted, they said that they stopped it internally, but there's no way to prove that. Um, so this article says, uh, actually has the uh, image of the Department of the Army, Charlie Company, 3rd Battalion, 187th Inf Infantry Regiment, 3rd BCT, 101st ABN Division, AASLT. I'm sorry, I'm not in, into the military uh, to know what that means. Fort Campbell, Kentucky, and... Um, AFZB-KC-H-C. I mean, I'm sorry for going into so much detail, but uh, sometimes I just feel I have to, to to prove to people that they can look this up. And this memorandum for records, subject privately owned weapons, effective March 11th, 2009. All, um, all chopping soldiers in possession of privately owned weapons are required to inform their chain of command of the following registration number, location where weapon is stored, possession of a concealed carry permit, and issuing state. If any soldier comes into possession of a privately owned weapon following the effective date of this memorandum, he is required to inform the chain of command of the above information. By signing this memorandum, I understand my responsibilities concerning privately owned weapons as described in this memorandum. And they have to list their squad, platoon, their name, assign it, and date it. And they're basically, the military is, is forcing the soldiers to sign a contract. Now, if they had jurisdiction, why would they be expecting the military to sign an unconscionable contract without which they would have no jurisdiction whatsoever? That, that kind of that's an interesting point to me it ties into the basic uh, licensure issue where you give the state a privilege for uh, when you get a license whether it be for driving the definition uh, driving or marriage or or um, working even the definition very definition of a license is permission from a competent authority to do that which would otherwise be illegal so uh, what do you what do you have to say uh, about this uh, article I know you've looked at on Yeah, the, I would just totally agree with everything you've just said when a when you're forced to take a license a right is turned into a privilege and that would be an infringement I would believe on the second amendment of the constitution and uh this is a serious issue a lot of people just listening may just dismiss all oh, second amendment that's a that's a republican issue but you need to understand if you look at the writing of our the writings of our founding fathers and their their top their, their their discussion of the Second Amendment and the right to bear arms, it is not a hunting issue. It is not specifically to protect you from burglars. It is your final uh, your final form of checks and balances against an out of control federal government. And we are the last. Tyranny. We are and, the last uh, check on government. Yeah, we are the we are the final check. And well, Joshua, we're coming up on a break. Uh, please stay okay. with us. The, the call-in lines are 727-441-3000 and toll-free 1-866-826-1340. All-tell-free call is star 1340. You're listening to Liberation Station. This is Chris Steiner, and we'll be right back.
WTAN, Clearwater, Tampa, St. Petersburg. WDCF, Dade City, Zephyr Hills, Wesley Chapel. CNN Radio, I'm Paul Chambers. A U.S. soldier is sentenced to life in prison for the murder of an Iraqi family. CNN's Deborah Farrick was in the courtroom today when the judge announced that a jury couldn't reach a unanimous verdict on the death penalty for Stephen Green. The judge read over the counts the way the jury had voted. It was an agonizingly quiet 10 minutes. Stephen Green looking alternatively at the judge and the jurors. But at the end of it, the judge said that they could not reach a unanimous decision, and that meant Stephen Green got life in prison. Green was convicted earlier this month of murder, rape, conspiracy, and other charges. A new national poll shows Americans are not happy with the way the war in Afghanistan is going, but they also are not calling for a withdrawal of U.S. troops from that country. The poll was conducted by CNN and the Opinion Research Corporation. They weren't in the same room, but President Obama and former Vice President Dick Cheney held a long-distance debate over the alleged use of torture and the effectiveness and keeping terror detainees at Guantanamo. Former Vice President Cheney seemed to relish the Congress putting a hold on President Obama's plans that had won him worldwide praise. It's easy to receive applause in Europe for closing Guantanamo, but it's tricky to come up with an alternative. In a speech at the National Archives, Mr. Obama vowed to move ahead with his plan, saying the whole enemy combatant judicial system was flawed. The system of military commissions that were in place at Guantanamo succeeded in convicting a grand total of three suspected terrorists. Still, the question of what to do with remaining detainees hangs over the dueling speeches. Bob Costantini, CNN Washington. It was a dismal day for Wall Street. The Dow Jones Industrials were off by 130 points, the S&P 500, and the NASDAQ Composite Index also down. The most trusted name in news, this is CNN Radio. Have you ever listened to a talk radio show and said, I could do that? Well, you're right, you can, right here on the Tantalk Radio Network. Your Tantalk program will include a professional engineer to handle every technical aspect of your program, professional talk and recording studios, four telephone lines to take live call-ins and conduct live interviews, even the ability to do live remote broadcasts. Not only will your program be aired locally in Tampa Bay, you'll be streamed live worldwide across the Internet in audio and video. When you sign off, you'll receive an audio CD or MP3 copy of your program, which can be duplicated and distributed to friends, family, clients, customers, prospects, and sponsors. In addition, you can archive and podcast this copy of your program on the Internet for download and playback. We can also air your pre-recorded programs, existing network program, or Internet stream. Ready to explore the exciting world of talk radio? Here's the next step. Hey, Tampa Bay, listen up. You can have a one-hour program on the Tantalk Radio Network for less than the cost of one 60-second announcement on many local radio stations. We will put your program on two stations in Tampa Bay, AM 1340 and AM 1350. The cost? Less than a 60-second announcement on many Tampa Bay stations. Get the facts by calling Lola Jean, the broadcast queen, at 727-510-7622. That's 727 area code 510-7622. Call 510-7622 now and reserve your Tantalk Network program. There's an old friend that 
something that touched my heart and it began this way Just like the river I've been running ever since He said it's been a long time coming But I know my change is gonna come Change is going to come Welcome back. This is Chris Steiner, and you're listening to Liberation Station. And Aretha Franklin in the background. She's one of my favorites. She sung at Obama's inaugural, and I wish she would get a little more educated about what caused the changes in this world that we're living and brought us to this point. It's very important to study. We have, uh, do we still have, uh, we do not have anybody on the line at this point. Well, uh. We were speaking about the Department of Homeland Security document at the end of the last break. And um, and we're also talking about licensure and, and the right to travel, the right to work, and the right to marry, the right to live, basically. Um, Steve, uh, did you did you have something to say on, on the issue of licensure? Yeah, I'd like to uh, make a very uh, uh, certain note that nothing can be licensed that is already unlawful. Murder cannot be licensed. You can't have a license to kill, no matter if you're Bond. So well, the, um, I guess well, uh, for, I, for the less moral and, people. And, yeah, <laughs> unless you're going overseas, then you can do anything you want, I guess. And you're, you're incorporated, then you can murder anyone you want. But in this case, in our lawful society, nothing can be licensed that's not already lawful, which means everything is given to you as a right and then taken away and given to you back as a privilege. But this privilege can only be given to you if you decide to take action, which would be the uh, the process of application. An application is a is a is actually begging for their control over you. And if you take your right and you say, "I want this, I want to perform massage, or I want to drive my vehicle, or in the constitutional verbiage, uh, travel." you'd be okay, but you say, no, I'll do what they want me to do, I'm afraid, so you take the, the other side and you let them govern us and tell us you have to drive this way, you have to drive this speed, you have to listen to these laws, which necessarily isn't bad, but people who can govern themselves don't need people to govern them, and thus exactly. we give up our rights and we take privileges instead, and thus we are controlled. Exactly. Uh, if people were able to regulate themselves, which is possible, I think, if, if we had proper nutrition, that's a discussion that we've had off the air. We can talk about that now. Um, you know, if we had the, the proper diet um, and we did not and we did not uh, have so many toxins in our food and our water and our air, such as chemtrails, chemical trails, um, yeah, there's so much evidence to that effect. Uh, just check out the link section. And I've, I'm sorry, I forgot to do this um, on my website. The, the uh, website is liberationstation.weebly.com. Uh, Weebly is spelled W 
E E B as in boy L Y. That's liberationstation.weebly.com. And just check on the links, uh, click on the link section at the top, and you can find a whole lot of links on a lot of the things we're talking about, including chemtrails. But wouldn't you agree? I mean, when we come across uh, so many things in our supermarket that aren't good for us, uh, do they make us de- depressed? Or do they make us angry, uptight, or homicidal, suicidal? Uh, do they make us uh, less willing to live? Or do they help or do they hurt our survival instinct? I mean, the, question, the answer is kind of obvious, but what do you think about it? Yeah, I definitely uh, have seen uh, and read many books on um, this issue. And there's, uh, what was the guy's name? Uh, Oh, uh, Weston A. Price. Yeah, Weston maybe? A. Price. Weston A. Price uh, went around and, and uh, looked at all the indigenous peoples and what they ate, and and they did not find very much or any suicide in those nations, or I should say those peoples. There was no uh, depression. They were, they were very uh, happy people, and they looked happy and they looked healthy. But the people who did get onto diets that were much like ours, which are these storage food diets like uh, grains and whatnot ended up having problems with teeth, and, uh, and their teeth would fall out, and they'd have uh, cavities and whatnot. And since they didn't have these... Uh, and their, d- their actual bone structure, too. Yeah, their bone structure over generations would change. In, in, and even in one generation, their, their bone structure would go from more of a round shape to a more, uh, I guess, a slender shape, more like ours. Right, more um, spindly and and uh, thinner faces or thinner skulls so that uh, there's less room in the, in the skull to fit so many teeth in. That's why we have to pull our, some of our teeth out and, like, our wisdom teeth. Yeah, uh, these, these indigenous people, people don't. They don't have that. They, they wouldn't be able to. They don't have dentists. So, obviously, if they've gone generations and never had suicide, and then they start having these toothaches that they can't get rid of, they start committing suicide because the pains don't go away. So it's a definite show between nutrition and, and how much health we have. And we definitely see a society that's getting more and more uh, um, uh, nutritionally deficient. It's, uh, it's gotten a little disgusting at times to see what's going on. And then we just drug a person even more. Yeah, you know, we think that we can add something rather than uh, add something pharmaceutical or chemical, you know, like well, let's see. They have a Prozac deficiency or Xanax deficiency, Ritalin deficiency. Let's give them something uh, that's uh, man-made rather than what's what God had already intended for us and had already answered all our problems. I think that um, you know, wouldn't you agree? Like essential fatty acids or what other kind of uh, nutrition should somebody be getting in order to be happy and healthy? And or what kind of foods would you say that someone should eat? Or or what kind of um, you know what kind of uh, Maybe rituals should they observe? Well, I think uh, one of the largest things that's missing in most of our diets these days is just enough vegetables and fruits. And that sounds kind of, you know, what everyone says, but nobody does. And, uh, and we found, uh, um, I've been to a couple of, uh, of seminars by a man named Jeff Primack that puts on a Qigong seminar in, in the area. And he's he's about to be putting a one on in Tampa again. You can you can yeah. Tell us about that. You can uh, look into this, and it's on chirevolution.com, which is qirevolution.com, and he teaches uh, exercises that build energy inside the body and and heal the body. But also he teaches food healing, and he's uh, seen a lot of uh, changes in people. Which I'm not allowed to probably use certain words like the cure word, but 
Uh, oh, you're not you're not you're not uh, upholding a product, yeah. making any any. Yeah, there's your little disclaimer. Making yeah, I, sure. I, oh no, the FDA isn't going to come after me. Make sure I my freedom of speech is modulated just right. Yeah, but <laughs> basically, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of change uh, that goes on in the body when people start putting on and the nutrition that they need. And he's found that if you if you put into a into a smoothie that with a blender that that's very powerful and can break it down to a very small amount, even in the most healthy um, uh, intestinal tract on a human being, it still gets absorbed and it allows people who have, you know, uh, the the worst uh, term stage of cancer to come back from it. There's uh, one of the mm. greatest things is beets. Beets are definitely yeah. uh, detoxifying, very detoxifying. And, and a woman who uh, who ate probably about 12 beets a day, which is about six pounds of beets, managed to cure her cancer uh, from stage four in wow. three months to the point where it was non-detectable. And uh, she, she, she... She tried had, to interest the doctor, didn't she? <laughs> well, she, she, she had a doctor, uh, but it was a different... It wasn't a medical doctor that she wanted to live. And the doctor said she was going to die. And, and when she was really you know, not upset with his decision to let her die... Uh, he told her, you're going to have to eat about six pounds of beets a day. And uh, she followed the instructions. But I didn't tell you that, he said. Yes, yes. <laughs> but this is, these, uh, there's many stories like this, and there's thousands of people going to this, these Qigong seminars now. Just uh, last month, there was one in Orlando that had 2,000 people. And, and there's people that come back, uh, like myself, because of the amount of energy in the room that comes from this, these, sure. these exercises of qi that have originated in uh, China and that have now come over here kind of in a vacuum because China just banned it. Uh, banned oh, large like the Falun Gong and the, the ones who are trying to discipline themselves in order to become a better activist and help their world out, <laughs> help their community out. Yeah, you, you don't, I guess, I guess they just don't want people to be able to take care of themselves and they want people to ask for privileges. They want these people who are sustainable on government and not on themselves. Yeah, dependent. Very dependent. Exactly. And it's it's sad because there were changes from, you know, around 50,000 people meeting to where they can't do that anymore because of of a fear that the government was losing control of its people. And it's not a religion, it's a spiritual discipline, and they just don't like the idea of somebody, be, uh, these a mass movement of people feeling independent from the government. And, you know, the, they have their own energy source, and that's our creator. But they're starting to tune into that, and that's admirable. But the, that's obviously a threat to the government, and it's such a pity for their sake that there doesn't interest them. It, um, it, it's a true sad that this loss happened in China, but hopefully it won't be stopped here. Hopefully we'll have enough mindset to uh, to prevent that. That's a but, good example of how badness can, uh, how badness is, you know, evil is, can manifest itself on a on a, such a mass level with with communism that the simple uh, act of getting together in silence and doing exercises with friends and is yeah. going to be out might be outlawed in the future. You know, it'd be it would be just as bad as seeing somebody say you can't jog and it's like it's just another form of exercise and the, the difference between jogging and this is. You, you build it up, you build the blood flow in your body with your mind. The cortisol levels do not rise when you, when you do qigong, whereas they do when you do uh, jogging or running. And that, that causes lack of um, uh, the blood to get into the rest of the body. And Oxygenation. Yeah, the oxygenation can't reach all the tissues because they're being closed up by the cortisol because it's trying to, to constrict the blood so that it can get more pressure mm -hmm. when you run. 
Right. We uh, well, uh, we got a uh, we got a call on the line. Um, oh, I just wanted to make a little uh, warning, of course, as you're so concerned about giving uh, not giving health advice. But yeah, some people have taken beets, but they got to be a little careful. From what I've heard, not my own personal experience, that uh, you can start detoxifying too quickly and you yeah. start having all the toxins. It's called a healing crisis, where you start having all the toxins flushed out of you. It's basically like if you stir up the bottom of a fish tank in order to uh, clean it out. Well. You're, it's best to start at the bottom of the tank rather than uh, you know stirring yeah. it up first. So. J- just like if you were to uh, be eating uh, 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 healthy food all your life and then see a McDonald's, your body wouldn't take the McDonald's very well. Just the same way as if you're uh, uh, very unhealthy, it's not going to take the raw foods very well either always. So you need to be very... Uh, you need to move into that much slower than you may think. But your body will tell you this very quickly. Mm, yeah, your body, when you're in tune with it, it will tell you a lot, a lot more than you'd think. Well, um, we have Joshua Parrish back on the line of wearechange.org, Florida. Uh, Josh, are you there? Yes, sir. Yes. Am I coming through clear this time around? You're excellent. Yes. Okay, yeah, I, uh, we, I, ch- I changed actually out of uh, the carpool truck into my truck, so it should be a little better for a little bit anyway. Yeah, dude. Anyway, uh, I. I'm not sure what I missed, but I guess we were talking about the whole issue of uh, veterans and uh, military having to register all of their weapons. Yeah, we can talk They're- about that. Or yeah, I, yeah, that's where we were. Anything that uh, it strays off into, but yes, this. Uh, what do you think about this? This memo that I was reading just at the end of last hour, and uh, and Zella, I see you're on the line. I'll get right to you, um, and uh, Wayne, we'll get to you also. Uh, but uh, yeah, Josh. First, what would you say to uh, if you were in that position as a soldier? Uh, what would you say if you were asked to register all of your weapons as they are now being currently asked to do? Well, our soldiers need to begin speaking out about this, and uh, I encourage everyone to research history. We need to learn what follows uh, these type of orders, these type of uh, you know, regulations and demands by governments. We know that good things usually don't follow this and our soldiers have a duty to really speak out about this you know it's there's this there's this concept now that uh, soldiers need to just obey orders and follow the orders of their superior officers but I'm I can't quote it but I know in the uh, military uh, uniform code of justice or whatnot that they are supposed to uh, question authority if I'm if I'm correct I don't know the exact right. Oh, absolutely. Or, or anything. Yes, it's it's a choice basically between the Nuremberg principle and your leader, your um, right, right. superior, and uh, that's the choice that we're being forced to make. Whether it's uh, you know our president in the Nuremberg prison principles, or he doesn't want to reveal the torture photos. Well, somebody needs to be held accountable. And uh, and we have Zella on the line uh, from Tampa. Zella on uh, line two. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hi, Zella. How Hello. are you? Zella. Yes, hi. Yes, how are you? Good, thank you. Great. And what do you have to say about what's, what we're speaking about tonight? Yes, I, I completely agree. I think that, um, like Joshua was saying, if we, um, if the military um, agrees on uh, uh, giving, um, accepting the orders that their, you know, commanders uh, give them, then, you know, this is not, it's, it's not right. Then definitely it's gonna um, it's gonna destroy us. Why should they do that? You know that's not that's not the way it's supposed to be. Well, you're a moral person, and it would destroy a moral person, and that's what they're trying to do is get rid of moral people in the military. I would think. Uh, 
That's that's the way it seems to me. Exactly, and that that's um that's totally unconstitutional, and that's not why. Apparently, you know that's not why our military is here. So it's to defend our country, but not to follow orders from these from these bastards. Hard to say. Oh no! Just, now we're going to get some calls from bastards complaining that you just. Uh, oh, you, that's really. A, <laughs> sorry. But, that's you know, fun, you know. I mean, we can't talk about we we can't we can't call people sheep or any other animal. We can't call them by any other uh, metaphor. But no, that's that's okay. That's fine. That's arable. It's not one of the seven <laughs> deadly words. But but I agree with you that 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 the the. Uh, whole objective is to corrupt the system and to to make it rotten at the top but uh you know you and i as moral people know that it just can't stand and it. it's going to have to collapse under its own weight sooner or later and it, de- it definitely seems that uh that government wants people to be more selfish in this situation because they can control a person by manipulating where they want them to go by leading them with that selfish you know putting that uh that toy or whatever they want out in front of them to lure them in direction through their selfish desires, whereas a person who's giving would not fall for these things and would care more about the people around them and not go, I'm not just going to shoot these people for the $30,000 I get paid or whatnot. Yeah. And that's exactly, and then that's one of the stories that I heard when I was giving out a DVD um, about the truth. He said, well, I get paid $40,000. What do I care? And I said, $40,000. My sister said, I get 48000 a year. That's nothing. I get paid more than you. You're going to tell me that you're going to go out there and kill people for forty thousand dollars? I would ask. Then they're going to end up killing you. She goes, "I make more than that," and uh, you know. So. Well, you're not as short-sighted as he, fortunately. And that's and and that was that's actually a great topic that they 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 rather you know they do go out there to you know they they kill people for for thirty forty thousand dollars and. That means nothing to them. You say, well, if, if somebody comes out there and takes a gun, you know, um, on me being an innocent person just defending their rights in their country, then who cares? I'm making $40,000 a year. Like, that's so much over here in America. I mean, you go out there and bring out a $100 bill, and that, that's like $10 nowadays. He's obviously They're not. thinking, uh, you know, a 20-year-old thinking that $40,000 is, is this big, big, huge thing and killing all these innocent people. He, he's obviously not looking at the war veterans of past wars who uh, who aren't doing so well. They're on the streets right now. Their $40,000 didn't prevent them from having these traumas that are keeping them from getting jobs in the cities now when they come back. But they might get a job in law enforcement. <laughs> if, if they're lucky. That I want, I want uh, military people to understand veterans and well, veterans obviously they already know and they realize the truth, and I'm pretty sure that they've they're uh, um, how you say um, how you say that they're um, I'm pretty sure they're regretting it now because they have to understand that they 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 bring you into this this oh come in the military and they and, and they bring in this this beautiful commercial where the mom is being so non-understanding that their son or their daughter wants to go to the military. Yeah, isn't that sick? I'm sorry. Isn't that disgusting, that commercial? Right, it's disgusting. And the mom is like by the kitchen or by the door listening to this beautiful conversation of the daughter talking to us, you know, one of them big top guys in the military. And, um, And she's there just not 
not understanding the poor mom. And then the daughter sits on the table and she's like, Mom, I, I really want to go, you know? And then eventually the mom accepts. Yeah. And what it, they don't it, understand is that when they come back, they're worth absolutely nothing. You don't get any benefits. You don't get anything. How many uh, stories do we hear on TV that they come back without a leg, they come back without an arm, and they're worth absolutely anything because they use you? That's right. That's how the system is. They use you, abuse you, and when you're worth nothing to them, they, they throw you away like a piece of trash. Like you're worth absolutely nothing. Yeah, even if they had uh, prior results with the past uh, war veterans uh, that were good, it still doesn't uh, help them any when you look at the future and with all the people that are retiring soon, the baby boomers, and how they're not going to get any Social Security because there's no money. So obviously the people who retire from the military, if they live, are not going to be getting that, cha- that, that change, if you may say, either. Yeah, the change that you can deceive in, maybe. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you, you know, you mentioned that how they're thrown, just thrown, throw away soldiers, throw away military. Uh, at the, uh, under the Veterans Administration, the Texas Veterans Hospital Coordinator, Dr. Norma Perez, last year she wrote a letter, uh, a memo, an email that was leaked, suggesting that uh, they refrain at the Veterans Administration from diagnosing PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, and consider diagnosis of adjustment disorder, which is non-compensable. So the uh, military, the government, would not have to um, compensate you or help you with your disability because uh, it's non-compensable if you are just diagnosed with an adjustment disorder. So uh, yeah, you know they do throw you away, and they they even if you're not aware, they do use your your mind and your soul. And uh, I would ask that person who you said uh, you spoke with earlier today, compared to the money that you bring in for your banker-controlled government, is it really worth the price of your soul? That's- is it really worth the price of your soul? Exactly. Is it really worth it? And that's what they feed on. They feed on our souls. They feed on our energies, and it is so sad. It is so sad that they don't understand, and, and they need we they they really they really need to get this message across that you're going out there to kill these innocent people. And he said to me, he goes, "What do I care if I, you know if they come out to me with a gun? I'll shoot him." And I said, "He goes, I don't care about their life." I said, "Well, I do." He goes, "I believe it or not, I go, I might not know that person, but I do care about that life that you're killing." What, what reason do you, do you have to kill them just because somebody told you that you have to kill them? Do you know the reason? And it's sad. And it's sad because they're trained just to say, you know, they, they're, they're, they're in their country. If somebody, come, you know, if somebody comes here to your country, yeah, you're going to do the same thing. So they're defending themselves. They have the right to, to take out a gun. When you, you have all these troops out there... Uh, taking their land and their oil and, and mm-hmm. the pictures of them kids being burned to death. Yes, and, and they're in the southern, southern Iraq. Exactly. exactly, and they're starving, and especially in southern Iraq, because they cannot farm the land. It's so riddled with depleted uranium that has not been cleaned up, according to our own Army regulations, and uh, Major General Doug Rocky, uh, R-O-K-K-E, is how that's spelled, 
and um, you can look up uh, the information of, on him. He was a former um, Department of Defense working in the Pentagon uh, under the depleted uranium project, I believe, in 1996. And he actually wrote the Army regulation for the cleanup of depleted uranium, which he's um, actively stating to this day that is not being done. So we have uh, massive amounts of deformities, not only of our own soldiers coming back and uh, and their offspring. It's just like the, the radioactive gift that keeps on giving. These particles are lodged in the soldiers' lungs for the rest of their lives and beyond, and uh, and it causes genetic damage. So, uh, you know, if a, a male or a female tries to conceive, then the, their genetically damaged sperm or egg will uh, produce a deformed child. And this is what you're also looking forward to serving um, masters who use weapons such as depleted uranium that are outlawed by all international law, the Geneva Conventions, the Hague Conventions, all, all these state that it's illegal to use poison or poisoning weapons. Uh, and so we are the real perpetrators of weapons of mass destruction. And, uh, and I see that we all, um, perhaps we have a call on the line. Perhaps could we take another call at the same time? Is, uh, is Wayne from uh, Tampa there? Yeah, I'm on. Hi Wayne, uh, are you with uh, We Are Change? Yeah, yeah, I'm with uh, We Are Change in Tampa. Hey Wayne, yeah, good to meet you. I just met you today. How are you? Oh, good. I'm glad to make it out. It got a little bit wet, but uh, I think all in all, everything went well. Uh, we had our first group of speakers go through uh, two, three o'clock ish, and we've got to hear uh, Colonel uh, Bowman speak uh, later on inside the uh, restaurant there. Yeah, wasn't Dr. Bowman, uh, wasn't he, he such an inspiration that somebody you'd think that, well, you know, he was in the Reagan administration, and he, I'm sorry, he was in the Ford and Carter administration, and uh, and he tries to, uh, I, I was thinking Reagan because of Star Wars, but he, he tries to defend us from these uh, these weapons that the crazies at the time, he says, were, were trying to come up make these uh, space-based weapons platforms, and uh, you just know that if, if the crazies, the neocons of the current administration or the previous administration had any of these tools that they they would have used them, but uh, or they might actually still have them. I don't know. That's that's really amazing. The kind of technology to talk to him uh, to find out what what kind of technology was available even back then in the 60s and 70s uh, before I was born. But but I get I get a sense, don't you, that that you feel protected by this man, um, Doctor Bowman all these years and uh he's behind the scenes protecting us and we didn't even know it yeah yeah and and you know it's it's easy to 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 say there's a a blanket uh of uh derision of the media uh, i'm sorry of the military and it's it's important that we uh support the military because there there are people just like him serving in difficult circumstances and um uh, serving your country in the military is a noble uh, enterprise, a vocation. And um, uh, if if everyone who was noble just got out of it, they all would be left is all the entirely corrupted individuals, and that's when we'd be in real danger. That's a great point. That, that's yeah. a great point. I, I was making a similar point last week about how these different congressmen are basically trying to scream, even though they're staying, remaining as congressmen, they're trying to scream that they've lost control, flailing helplessly. Oh, my gosh, the president and our vice president, Cheney and uh, Hank Paulson at the time, are threatening us with martial law. But yet they stay and they, they keep their office and they, they basically hold the fort down. So 
How would a, how would a soldier approach a situation like uh, being told to register their guns? Uh, I saw an active duty soldier. Yeah, yeah. Uh, were you aware of the um, the article or the leak of the uh, memo uh, that just came out? It's on PrisonPlanet.com of of uh, from Fort Campbell, where um, an office, officer leaked to Alex Jones this uh, memo that uh, they're by November they're going to be required to register their uh, their firearm, their serial number, and the location of it, and uh, more information um, by November and any future firearms that they get. Uh, did you uh, come across that story? Yeah, yeah, I, I recall uh, seeing it. I, you know, it's uh, it's uh, it's uh, it's a dangerous uh, road when you start going down these uh, 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 slippery slopes. And um, you know, as soon as you start, uh, you know, labeling returning military vets as potential terrorists, it's it, it's turning. Uh, it's, it's turning things on its head. You know, you're, you're, you're swearing an oath to the Constitution. You go and serve your country and do what your country asks of you, whether, you know, whether it's popularly supported or not. They, you know, they're following orders and they're trying to do the right thing. Um, and then to come home and, and to have your nation, which is basically, you know, through the bankers, globalists, um, threaten you as, as being a potential terrorist, for no reason whatsoever. So on one hand, it's not okay for them to profile al-Qaeda, but it's okay to profile our own military. Um, you know, there's just all kinds of things that stink with all of these policies. And, um, uh, you know, they should become home to a grateful nation that, uh, you know, fulfills their promises and uh, recognizes that on one hand, they ask them to go into these areas which are radiated, but on the other hand, uh, doesn't want to admit that it's radiated, and then then again doesn't want to give them treatment if they do become radiated. So, uh, if anything, we should be doing all and uh, more and above to, to take care of the veterans. And yes, um, testing them. You're you're talking about uh, testing them according to our own army regulations to determine. Only about half of the states actually do that. Um, I remember Hawaii and Connecticut, I think two years ago, were, were um, implementing that, that they would screen every soldier. That, I mean, this is actually the states implementing a law saying, yeah, we're going to test the soldiers because the federal government refuses to and find out whether they're actually contaminated with depleted uranium. Is that what you're talking about, to make sure that we, uh, we have the, the, told, the soldiers in good health and, and um, happy? And, no, and, no, I, 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 did, I wasn't going that far. In fact, I wasn't uh, even aware that, that, they, that they were doing that. But if, if they are, uh, they, they should do it more. To um, it, It's just there's all these seldom-spoken things. It's the, the, the nation goes to, uh, you know, it goes out of its way when the war comes along and you beat your chest. And, and it's just, you know, it's very similar to, you know, the, the movie Born on the Fourth of July. And when, when I was young, that was kind of my mindset, is raised in all these war movies and that sort of thing. And then the, uh, and it's, it's the way society is, in, in a way, like that's just a story of a microcosm of, of what our society is. Because it's ugly when things are, uh, go wrong. And it's that way for a nation when it comes home. It's, it's, but it's, it's essential that you go through that healing process and learn and learn from these uh, wars, and, and that you shouldn't get caught up into these uh, adventures. And uh, and and you know that the, the Vietnam was a, a false flag related, uh, you know, uh, uh, incited war. 
And, yes, the um, Gulf of Tonkin was abs- absolutely staged, and uh, they're the tapes at the George Washington archives that were just declassified a couple years ago where Defense Secretary Robert McNamara and President Johnson at the time were well aware that uh, there was nothing going on in the Gulf of Tonkin that was of any threat, that they were just shooting at whales and dolphins, they said. But anyway, that can be checked out at the George Washington University. And, and yes, you're, you're right that we're always being lied into wars, and we need to we need to have an attitude that, uh, going forward, there are always lessons to be learned. We didn't do everything perfectly. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's 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 one thing we want to support them, and and ultimately, ultimately, in in the, the overarching theme with everything is that the thing that funds all of the corruption that that then fosters more corruption and then more adventurism is the thing that is the, the source of all of it, and that's the money and the easy fractional reserve-based money that fosters all of this adventurism, whether it's, and that's the cartel of the the Federal Reserve, that's what Mm -hmm. funds the the two-party cartel, that's what funds the media cartel, which protects the two parties, and and foments war, and our founders warned uh, uh, against these these issues. Uh, There's uh, a great quote from uh, Madison that indicates in, in the um, if uh, tyranny and oppression ever come to this land, it'll be in the name of fight, in the guise of fighting a foreign enemy. And um, here it is. It's the, the founders are always right. If we just listen to them more and, and, and uh, that they were more highly regarded and taught in, in our schools instead of just being these, you know, dotty old white guys or whatever. But they were, they were revolutionaries of their time. They, they were, uh, they were, uh, man, men for generation, and then we can. It's always easy to nitpick, and, and you know that's even a bad way to put it. Because ultimately, you know, the, the, the mistake they made is not uh, uh, sol- solving the slavery issue of the time, and that was, uh, you know, that was their sin. But they were doing uh, a great uh, thing by by making the Constitution in the form that it was. And they had to make compromises, and unfortunately, they couldn't go as far as they needed to go. That being said, uh, there'll be a time, hopefully, in the future that their their deeds will become uh, once again recognized for uh, all that it should be. Yeah, there there are many heroes in history that uh, tried to set things right, and uh, and talking about how how wars have been engineered. War is a racket. The uh, that was the name of the S- very short essay, if anybody wants to look that up online. Uh, War is a Racket by uh, Marine General Smedley Butler. He was a, a two-time Congressional Medal of Honor winner, and um, he was about to become the Commandant of the Marines. He exposed a, a coup against Roosevelt. And uh, Roosevelt, you know, I'm not, I'm, I know he uh, recalled the gold, as I mentioned earlier, and um, with a penalty of uh, up to a year in jail or $10,000 fine for not turning in your own valuable money, things of value that are your own possession. They wanted to criminalize pose- possessing um, lawful money, which is still determined or defined as lawful money under Title 12 of uh, the Coinage Act, Title 12, Section 152 of the U.S. Code. But um, anyway, Marine General Smedley Butler exposed this in the McCormick-Dickstein Committee hearings. He stopped Prescott Bush from funding Hitler. Prescott Bush is uh, the great-grandfather of uh, Junior Bush. And uh, he stopped Prescott Bush and other industrialists um, 
international industrialist, but uh, Prescott Bush was the American financier of Hitler and uh, stopped, therefore, Hitler from taking over the U.S. by him just simply standing up in front of Congress and exposing what was happening. Now, naturally, this this uh, Nazi money that uh, the Bushes have suddenly becomes clean once they run for president in the in, in the later uh, 20th century. But uh, the thing is that, uh, you know, FDR had a coup against him, and the same history is repeating, I think. You're, you're trying to make that point, is that we're being lied into wars. The whole idea that um, the whole plot that um, Smedley, General uh, Smedley Butler exposed was that the plan was to unite the Allied and the Axis powers together in, as one because of the economic problems at the time that, of course, were engineered um, and and uh, unite uh, America and allied uh, the allied forces with the Axis forces because they had discovered the secret of uh, financial success or economic success, fascism. And so that's how they were going to try to sell us fascism at the time, according to Smedley Butler. Um, but they did cause the... Uh, they did cause the last depression, and, and that's something that's even on the Federal Reserve's own website. Uh, if people want to look it up, this is uh, what Ben Bernanke even admitted at the uh, birthday celebration. I'll have to look this up here. Um, he he uh, at the birthday celebration for uh, Milton Friedman, the economy, late Milton Friedman, the economist who uh, passed away a couple years ago. He admitted um, at the uh, University of Chicago that uh, in a speech that the Federal Reserve actually engineered the Great Depression, and now we have another greater depression on us. So uh, we need to be aware that, as you mentioned, the privately held Federal Reserve is is all to blame and and uh, for the evils of of war and and conquest over whether it's domestic or foreign yeah yeah and it's a you know it's it's one of these things when you go back in the history and like some people uh you know they, they don't like to go back and say oh let's you know let's just move forward and and um you know that's old news we you know even if they agree with you sometimes they they you know they want won't want to delve with that because they don't like to have the realization they they believe that's somehow anti-american and ultimately, it's, it's just really, it's not a right or left issue. It's just an accountability issue. It's, it's a crime when these things happen. And if ultimately if no one is ever meant to pay for these crimes, such as, you know, uh, it's less, you know, emotionally offensive for some people to, to discuss Vietnam, but they won't, you know, talk about 9-11 issues. So if you can introduce it out in that way and say to them, well, you know, basically, McNamara and Johnson are, you know, McNamara at least admitted that the incident was a mistake. Well, these people find God when they're getting close to dying, and they're willing to come up with things, realizing that they're responsible for a million and a half Vietnamese deaths and 60,000 U.S. service members and how many injured over and beyond that. But if, if these people are, uh, make these decisions and no one is held accountable... There's no accountability. There's no accountability with 9-11. There's no accountability with the bailouts. So they, they just keep happening. And you, if, if you never, if no one's ever to pay and be accountable for these incidences, they're just going to keep reoccurring. Because the lesson learned is you can do whatever you want with no consequences, and there's big profits in doing it. Exactly. Well, what would you say about uh, someone like Bill O'Reilly who would accuse 
Uh, who accuses so many of uh, being a member of the Blame America First crowd? You know, he says that if you criticize America, you're helping the terrorists. And uh, as I mentioned in the last hour, he said that if Kevin Barrett had ever come out and made statements that he had a, a couple years ago about 9-11, the science been uh, exposing the, that it was an inside job. Well, if he, it, Bill O'Reilly said if Kevin Barrett had ever tried such a thing at his alma mater that he would be found floating up the St. Charles River. So that shows the mob mentality that you're not going to get anything uh, um, you're not going to get anywhere when you're speaking to one of these um, national bloviators like him. Well, it's it's everybody comes around in, in time. I, I uh, as five months ago, I was uh, listening to all of those guys. I was I'm a pool contractor. I'd literally get up in the morning, listen to them all day, come home at night, and I thought I was well informed. And I I wholehearted. I have a degree in history, and I just uh, was just became more and more indoctrinated into that mindset. But the, the big missing link in that whole thing is how do you have a global war on terror with the borders wide open? And yeah. only, uh, you know, thank God for that the Internet is still uh, free. And that's the frightening thing, that if things were to, to, to develop where, you know, they have Rockefeller saying that the Internet was a mistake and these guys want to save us from whatever porn or some cyber attack from China or whatever that they're potentially, you know, going to use for some excuse. It's terrifying to think that we'd ever have uh, the same sort of uh, internet that China has. And um, anyway, I'm getting off course here, but it, but ultimately, oh no, it's it's all relevant. Uh, that's a very relevant point because uh, you know Google and Yahoo are the ones who are restricting the free flow of information in China. So you know, if, if these companies are, are um, ones that we have to deal with too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's frightening to think that that would uh, be. If it were not for the net, I would still be, I would be sitting at home not talking to you. I wouldn't have had the event that we held today. I've been massively active in the, the last four months because I was so deeply indoctrinated. And I, uh, just the reverse of that has happened is that I've realized how much I've been lied to and duped. And I feel so foolish. And it was a painful process coming out of it. And I, I just hope any people that are listening here tonight that when you have opportunity to interact with people that don't, uh, they're not awake yet, don't treat them as being stupid. Just find a non-offensive way to do it. Bring up the Federal Reserve. Most people don't have a dog in the hunt about the Fed, and they don't, they don't mind uh, talking about bankers. And, but you have to, it's, it's difficult to just walk up to somebody and say 9-11's an inside job. And, what, you know, you, you can't, it's so confrontational that people have a, an emotional investment in it. And if, if somebody had done that with me four months ago, I wouldn't have woken up. But when they started passing the bailouts, I just started looking at, man, I need to put some money somewhere to keep uh, uh, as a defense against inflation or uh, hyperinflation. And I just started looking at the net, and I started researching, and I found out the, the Fed, and then they had the history of the Fed. I'm like, wow, this is crazy stuff. I never learned any of this when getting my degree in uh, history. They, they talked a little bit about it, but uh, not, not as deeply as they should. And... Uh, the the point is is if you don't understand the 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 international influence that's uh, provided by the Fed and, and the easy money and, and how uh, corruptive it is, uh, it doesn't make sense how 9/11 can happen or or any worse and any like so you you um, you slowly develop this process where your mind opens up to other things and if if uh, there's other people listening. 
go go to some of these groups where there's disillusioned uh and you know right now the the republican party happens to be out of power so there's there's uh you know neocons or um uh just just disillusioned republicans because they had globalists such as mccain and um bush um that weren't in alignment of with their party and it, it didn't make any sense to them why we, we keep getting globalists that aren't representative of what the values of the the establishment republican party is yeah they, so, they disobeyed their oaths yeah yeah so in any case the, the point is is that there there's disillusioned republicans out there so just uh, because it says tea party on the, the label of the event there's all kinds of tea parties that are out there just don't look at that that's like some neocon rally or something like go there and talk fed to people and they open up and they're like wow this is really interesting and what happens is you become um, you become as a trusted uh, uh, source of truth and when you talk about the Federal Reserve no one else ever talks to them about that and then you can slowly develop a relationship with them and then you like then you can talk to them about other things such as Gulf of Tonkin for instance Right. And then, like, you know what, I kind of remember something like that. And it's like people have little bits of it. It's just a matter of connecting all the dots and putting it all together. And then you bring them around slowly with love and right. with compassion and not, uh, not being too abrupt, I guess, so to speak. You patience, and you're just trusted because you're showing real concern for them, and, and that's where you're coming from. But if you're just trying to bend them to your will, I mean, I would th- I, the, you're trying to uh, deal with somebody, uh, to use a pool analogy, um, you're trying to take somebody, force them to uh, install a filter that they don't think that they need. They'd just rather have all that debris flowing throughout their pool and their system. But, you know, you have your filters installed now and, and you keep yours clean so you're able to, uh, you know, filter out or be apprehensive or a little bit cynical about what you see on TV, what you hear from the government. And yeah, yeah, it is. And it's like I, I, I put this on all of, a lot of the posts, but some of these mixed groups where I'm trying to influence. And um, I say, for, you know, for Republicans, like this is uh, the mindset is, isn't it interesting that any time the politicians come forward talking about any fiscal matter, we automatically go, oh, we're not going to believe them. The politicians will lie about anything. But as soon as they talk to us about any war issue, we blindly believe anything the politicians say. You know, it's, it's kind of the mindset. So I, well, it, it, it's, it, it doesn't make sense. Like, obviously, if they'll lie about the one thing, and ultimately war to the, the globalists that don't have borders and they, they're not, uh, they're not uh, citizens of any country, per se, they, they, they don't have the same patriotic mindset that we do. And exactly. um, it's, uh, they, they don't have that, uh, that they're, they're more willing to do these sinister sorts of things. So when you, you come to that, uh, you approach it in that angle, it makes it more understandable to other people and their minds open up. There's an illusion in America right now that, that war is patriotic, and there's nothing patriotic about this. There's, there's people that are going to war as corporate entities, and they're making money off of it. There's nothing good about this. And yeah. it reminds me of a story of uh, how Coca-Cola became a world market product. They used the war of World War One to to uh, build facilities facilities so they could give cokes to all the American troops. But they got all their facilities built on the backs of the American dollar, uh, a tax dollar, so that they could do this. And then, in in what happens, and and uh, they actually end up supporting. Um, 
the Nazi uh, regime as it came to power. They advertised with that 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 uh, all the rallies. So it, it it was not about you know an American thing. It was it, the the Coca Cola doesn't care about America. They cared about the money they could make off of the foreign markets, no matter who came into power. Yeah, it sounds like kind yeah. of a lot like uh, the corporate um, motives that were. Uh, for invading Iraq, like the uh, 100 orders of L. Paul Bremer III. He was the uh, uh, former CEO of Marsh and McClellan and Company, lost billions of dollars in Iraq uh, reconstruction because they thought that, well, we can just set up a Walmart right here in, a, in Iraq. And as soon as the first bomb went off, they figured, well, that destroyed that business prospect. But <laughs> they had plans, these 100 orders of L. Paul Bremer III, who was the administrator over Iraq, our administrator puppet, saying that we're going to set up these multinational corporations inside Iraq and we're going to give tax breaks to them, but not to the Iraqis in so many different ways that were wrong um, in those 100 orders of L. Paul Bremer III that, that were so anti-Iraqi but pro-international corporate um, entities. And and uh, and that you know that's 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 how dis uh, disconnected they are. They're disconnected they are because they don't know that people are going to fight back when you invade their country. People are going to get a little bit upset, and and they've they've gotten very upset to the point where uh, Obama at least has had to pay some lip service to withdrawing. But now he, he's um, you know he's had to pay lip service just for to appease some of us. But uh, we're we're actually seeing through that now, where he wants to up the uh, troop level in Afghanistan by thousands. I think it was sixteen or eighteen thousand. I heard it was like a nineteen per, a nine percent increase on funding for the war. You know, which is kind of opposite of what he's saying. But he cut taxes, didn't he? <laughs> Somehow he's finding money in this budget that we don't know about yet. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's, um, I, I guess the, what, what would really be great to see is just something that, um, you know, something really uh, uh, non-offensive for both parties to unite under and to have, to, to you have, to have some sort of... Uh, unified tea party for both parties yeah get together and say let's because people on the uh, the right are are coming around to the belief now that they're talking and deriding you know people that go to tea parties as being you know potentially domestic terrorists so now they realize who the terrorists could be by the government and they're they're realizing that whole apparatus that's supposed to be set up for al-qaeda is actually to be potentially turned on patriots and Ron Paul supporters no, and no, returning vets. It is, it, and it's not potentially, it already is, and there are many cases of that. I, I know Alex Jones has that on his website, Infowar, or one of his websites, Infowars.com, um, of, the, of the USA Patriot Act, uh, like Section 802, that says uh, that any, yes, uh, any potential, any misdemeanor that uh, potentially could harm somebody and uh, anything meant to intimidate or influence politics is terrorism punishable by execution and of course they don't always go that far but you know you could be renditioned uh, you could you could be taken away and have your citizenship stripped of you uh, stripped from you under the military commissions act and I, I i guess what i'm saying is as a you know i'm speaking as from the neocon viewpoint is i just kind of let all that go and just go hey we need to do this to get these guys back and you're blinded by uh, uh, revenge, and now you're reading the fine print on this stuff. Go, hey, and and but but the, uh, the 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 people from the Democratic side, they were right all along, and, and and they had it right, and now I'm agreeing with them, 
And but what a great time now to get the Republican, well, the not, not saying the, the the Tea Party right people, and the 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 people that were protesting in the streets, you know, two years ago, to unify under one banner and say, let's unify under this one thing. Let's get rid of the Homeland Security Act, the Military Commissions Act, and and all of these acts, and, and including Homeland Security, but. Let's go, let's go back and repeal these things, and let's unify for once on both sides. Let's get the people together in something that they can have commonality on both parties and repeal these things. And I'd love to see some movement like that that unifies both sides where they, that, that they can uh, march under the same banner. I think you're forecasting the revolution over the next four years as more Democrats become more... Uh, disenfranchised with their party when Obama cannot fulfill his promises because he's owned by these same people. Uh, and, and one of two things would happen is that at least if we started marching together, we would expose that. And people would, yeah. I, I can't, there's no rational reason why uh, uh, Democrats won't do it. And there's the, uh, the, I think that's something that Republicans would support as well, because they see what's happening with the Tea Party thing. So now they get it, you know what I mean? Because I just got it, you know. So um, it would be a great thing to see and just say, hey, we, we want to repeal these things. What, um, if Bush was evil, which he was, and we were marching in the streets saying that on the Democratic side, and now the Republicans are in agreement with them, let's repeal these things. And I think it's great. I'll get great place to find common ground. And if the government wanna, doesn't want to do do it, it just is, it exposes them as being the tyrants that they are. Well, yes, you're one of the great examples of somebody who's come around and learned from their mistakes. And there are a lot of people, many more like yourself, who are coming out and saying, "Oh my God, I've been lied to," and and they they have uh, they have a real self preservation instinct to want to act on truth in order to improve their chances for survival. And believe it or not, folks, when you know the truth, it really does help your life out a lot easier. It makes it a lot easier and, and uh, helps you advance more um, in all ways. But, but uh, yeah, you're, you're right that we need to unite the left and the right. And, uh, you know, organizations like yours at We Are Change, I think, are doing that pretty well. Uh, do you see that with uh, a lot of your membership? Well, I, 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 I can't say enough. I, I basically have this event because, you know, I come from a military family, and um, uh, it was, uh, I had seen Colonel Bauman on, uh, with the uh, 9-11 Scholars for Truth video that people can look at uh, on YouTube, and uh, basically he was uh, speaking just from a military span- standpoint, and I, I had seen other people talk about these issues, but when you hear... Um, when you come from my background, and, and just that's uh, that's what I always liked quite a bit when I was going through college. I like military history, and to hear this come from a military side, uh, it it you have this mindset where uh, that it, it it breaks through to you in a different way. And he's immensely credible, and I wasn't very much interested in the uh, the political side. Of what of the other things that he had to say, I just wanted to hear the 9/11 in terms of response times for fighters and all that kind of stuff because he's a fight, former fighter pilot, and so he comes off extremely credible on the military aspect of the fighter response times, et cetera. Yes. And but then at the uh, end of the night, he gave a speech as to what uh, o- Obama's 
uh, inaugural address should have been, and like an alternative uh, inaugural address. Yes, and, that was great, and, and we'll have uh, Dr. Bowman on next week, uh, former Vietnam veteran, head of uh, Star Wars program, points the finger at Cheney for 9-11. He took the shoot-down orders from NORAD on June 3rd, 2001. But uh, yes, thank you, Wayne, from awearechange.org, and we'll have you back on again in uh, the near future. You've been listening to Liberation Station. This has been Chris Steiner, your host, and Steve sitting in here at the studio. Look forward to seeing you next week. Uh, the website is liberationstation.weebly.com. Weebly spelled W-E-E-B-L-Y dot com. All take great care. <laughs>